Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? A bit tired today. We have been slaves for the content. Oh, well, haven't we just? We've been doing so... Uh, today, so we're recording this on a Thursday, even though you're getting this on a Saturday, has been a five-video day. And those are just videos that have gone live. Yes. So let's think of this. We've done the three uh, news WrestleSort newses. Mm-hmm. Me and you have done the Helena Cell predictions. Yep. We've done the WOS review. Yep. We've done the Saturday Ramble. Which, which you're we, about to hear. Yeah, which you're about to hear. And Laurie has done two Helena Cell videos, one on rumours, one on his predictions. That's eight. And we edit, like we got the edited version of the Rich Swan sing-along thing, which you should definitely go and watch on YouTube. Uh, it went live earlier. That's, recording. that's nine videos we made today. I know. And that, that's why we were a little bit panicky yesterday about getting Ramble Club done. Mm. Because there was a point where we were like, oh, I'm not sure we can record Ramble Club today. And I was like, well, but it's a big day on Thursday. We do need to yeah. ideally get it done today because both you and I don't really want to be coming in here on Friday because we want to play Spider-Man. That's part, yeah. It's sort of a... It's a selfish reason, but I want to play Spider-Man. It's the content, yeah, we've created our own busy day here because we're aiming to get finished around 1pm tomorrow. Yep. My lady partner is out for the evening. Mine and, is at work. And we are going to play, not together, but we will probably text... <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, well, you're going to get so far in it this evening. I hope so. Because you're, you've got this evening free as well. Because like, I'm only about 15 minutes into the game. Whereas you're going to be like, you're going to be at that point 15 minutes in and then you've got like another four hours free to play it. Do not overestimate my competency in video games. <laughs> Whereas you did the, you said you did like the tutorial level. 15 Essentially, minutes. yeah. So I get a bit obsessive because I hate, especially with open, open, Sandbox games, which this is, right? Mm-hmm. A bit out of a video game loop. <laughs> Feel a bit. What like did you a call it? Sandbox game. It, that's what it, I believe. That's okay. what it's called. Yeah, I'm not really in the loop either. Uh, and I just like Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, I will. I, I'll, I'll do. A, I'll do prep. I won't well, start a game. I, I, will, I, I will read up on as much as possible. I don't think. Now I might be wrong on this. I don't think it lets you do exploring right at the start when you've got to do the. Um, uh, the tutorial mission. Sure. I think you have to just like head straight to the 
the area you're meant to. Well, it's not so much that. It's like if uh, I don't want to get halfway through the game and then realise, ah, oh, this would have been so much better if I really invested in my weapon skills. I see. And now I can't do any weapon stuff, and it's going to take now, like getting those. I'm talking. This happened to me with Skyrim. <laughs> and then you've got to like work a lot harder to get those early levels. The, like the later levels up to get the weapon skills absolutely mods. yeah was it fallout i can't remember one of the two yeah so yeah I, I love sandbox games but they also almost cripple me with the amount of choice that that they provide yeah that, that's a bit i always sort of turn off on as well and just so sort of kind of like tune out to i did that with doom as well like when you have to like you now need to upgrade your suit and I'm like oh god i mean i have to otherwise i'm gonna keep dying but really can't be bothered to work out how this all how this system works just up just level me up yeah. just level me up and give me health that's all i need i never i never finished making my wrestler in 2k19 oh on 2k18 was it 18 yeah there's too yeah, much man there's too much to it yeah like you get to one area and you think right i'm done and now it's like now you've got to do your entrance and i'm like oh man so you spend ages doing that, and it's like, now pick every single one of your moves. And there's about 20,000 oh slots God, you need to fill. I'm like, I have not got time for this. Give me just a free, give me a finisher. That's all I need. Yeah, and I want to look at all the, the moves yeah, as right, well. Because there's 100,000 things to choose from. Yeah, and I always end up with a lot of moves that begin with A and B. <laughs> because I've just gone through alphabetically. And I'll just go with that one then after yeah, a while. Lots of well. Alabama slams in my moves. So. You're nice. nice uh, maybe yeah. I'll do Atomic that. drops. Can I do that with every single move? Make it an Alabama slam? Yeah, I don't think you can get away with that. Uh, no, but oh well. Um, do you want to do a quick email before we shoot off? Oh, can I? Can I? I've got, well, we've got to do an outro as well. I know we've got to do an outro. Oh. I mean, before we shoot off into the, into the, into the episode, and well, then we'll come back for the outro. I was going to pitch something. <gasps> okay. Pitch a new segment. What? Uh, of course, to the pod swap. You've got to run these things past me. I mean, I assume I that's think, what you're doing now. Well, I think I have. Oh, okay. And I can't remember if you said, that's, that's a rubbish. good idea, <laughs> that's a bad idea, or, worst of all, that's someone else's idea. Okay. So, I was thinking about I can't remember who I was talking about but it was oh it's because we're at MediaCon and they had the like No Mercy was set up and loads of old wrestling video games yes and I thought oh, I'd be because I had like some really rubbish creator wrestlers that I'd made mm -hmm. in the day if people could send in like kind of like crap gimmicks but it's more personally awkward yeah so send in your your uh, creator wrestlers from but when you were young. I was going to say, that's the key to it, is you want to send in the creator wrestlers you had when you were young as yeah. opposed to just ones you've made now because you're all adults now and that's not fair. It's kind of like, what was your first ever email address? Yeah. Like, oh, why was it Ollie underscore rules <laughs> underscore 43? 42 other people had that uh, name. Oh, well, did you do it with a Z? No. Oh, my gosh, you're clearly not that cool then, are you? No. Don't rule that much. So no one else has that segment? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, that's cool. Well, you know. What do you want to call it? Uh, well, I'm sure we could put the the, the hard work out to <laughs> the, the Podswafters. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Uh, let's do this quick email, because uh, there's a story you want to tell in the outro as well. Is there? Uh, yeah, about yoga. It's not that interesting. But sure, carry on, yeah. Yeah. So um, this is from Matt Dagnall, who once emailed us about Trent Seven falling on him at a show, yeah, if you remember yeah. correctly. Uh, you inquired as to whether it hurt when Trent fell on me in the aftermath of the Walter versus Banks match at Progress. The morning after, I had a small bruise on my thigh, but it was no big deal. 
brag. Did it look exactly like Trent Seven's moustache? <laughs> like a kind of stigmata for Moustache Mountain. In the heat of the moment, it was fine. The show was good enough to distract me from a 220-pound man falling <laughs> on me. Out of interest, could you At guys... <laughs> Out of interest, could you guys weigh in on the progress versus... Oh, this is a bit deep. Progress versus Rev Pro debate Ah. as to which is better. This was my first progress show, and I really enjoyed it. But in my opinion, nothing is better than a Rev Pro show at at York Hall. I nearly called it New York Hall for a second, because I've got Spider-Man on the brain. Uh, At York Hall, stay consistent. That's from Matt. That's an interesting question, and one that gets a bit inside baseball uh, for us UK fans. I don't know if... I should like the Americans, if, if you listen to this predominantly for, for WWE, I, I suppose you might not be aware of Progress. And mm-hmm. Pro, but they are both London-based promotions. They do tour all around the country now. And America, yeah, but in they terms are, of Progress. Yeah, but they are they are essentially the premier brands with with a few others in, in the country. I'd say those two, mm-hmm. ICW, NGW, yep. those ones. Uh, but Rev Pro, because they're both in London, it's kind of... Uh, and kind of started around the same time as well. So I, I, you know, my whole birth into the independent wrestling scene really was progress. I went to every show from chapter two through to chapter twenty. Brag. I, I'm on a lot. I liked it before it was cool. Yeah. I was on a. I'm don't on say that to those, King Ross though. Yeah. Not, I can't call him that. Call, don't say that to Ross. I'm on a lot of their early DVDs in the front row. Uh, but then I just stopped going because there is a bit of a progress cult. I find that progress, and I'm not saying this about everyone, but I would say that it's a bit gatekeeping at times, where it's like, if you, if this is your first show, then you're you're not cool enough. You should have been here 20 chapters ago. Well, you haven't been, though. Yes. And but I, I haven't I, been for three, four years, so I'm hesitant to say that's still the case. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not the case, but I did find that back in the day perhaps not so much you know when you were going i don't want to throw you under the bus but they it is very you, you use that cult word and i think there is, mm. that, that's quite an apt word to use and at, at times it does feel a bit gate like the real hardcore members of that cult are a bit gatekeepy about it like this is their thing and yeah you're not cool enough to be part of that you're now just riding on the coattails because it's popular yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard to put into words. Almost like uh, when you joke about, like, I liked it before it was cool. Mm. Like, that's almost how I feel that some people are with. Yeah, yeah. But, but, as but a, I'm but doing it, ironically. Yes, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but they're serious when they say yeah. it. Well, we're, so we're going to uh, the Progress Wembley show. You certainly are. So if you're around, say hello. Volta versus Tyler Payton. Oh, hello, mate. So uh, we, can, we can come back. With My boys, Aussie so. Open, are going to be there. I'm sure, I'm sure it's uh, really fun now. I'm a, yeah, but like it just got a bit too cliquey for me. Um, but I've, I haven't been back since, so I can't really comment on it now. But Rev Pro, a kind of a different entity in that they can book these dream matches with the New Japan connection. Yeah, because they've got a good connection with them. And the, I, I, I think Andy Quilden, is, who's the promoter, is one of the best matchmakers in independent wrestling. Because he will just serve you ideas. And you're like... I never knew I wanted that. Oh my god! Well, Keith yeah. Lee versus Ishii. Yes, exactly. And like when I was at the Rev Pro tapings last week, the big match that they were announcing for that was um, yeah, it's going to be Kushida versus Zack Saber Jr. Oh. And I'm like, oh, hello, mate. Sign me up for that. Like that's a match. I'm like, yeah, I totally watch that live. I will buy a ticket so I can go see that match. Very, very clever, is Andy Q. Really, really good. 
But I suppose, do you want to kick off with the rest of the show then? Yeah. Unless you had any other points no, you wanted no, to no, make. No. So that's our thoughts on the RevPro versus Progress debate, I suppose. That they're both good. They're both <laughs> great. Uh, but that is, uh, that's it for the opening part of this. We're going to be kicking things off, though, talking about Shawn Michaels possibly returning to the ring and our top 10 dream matches that he could have. Shawn Michaels is rumoured for a comeback. Apparently so. If the Wrestling Observer is to be believed, the plan is for him to return in a tag match at the Saudi Arabia show, which is scheduled for, I believe, the 2nd of November. And that, this is the rumour, because you've got Shawn Michaels, he is likely going to be the special guest referee at Super Showdown in between Triple H and The The Undertaker. Undertaker. Fine. And the the rumour is that that's going to build an angle to set up, maybe. And this is all rumour upon rumour. The, 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 the most solid report is that Shawn Michaels will return to the ring. Everything else is kind of rumour and speculation. But this will build to an Undertaker and Kane versus DX yeah. tag match. So the DX versus the Brothers of Destruction mm. at the Saudi Arabia show in November. Because the Saudi Arabian prince... Loves that 90s WWF. Well, by all accounts, that he wanted um, Michaels at the Greatest Royal Rumble. And that's why like the Greatest Royal Rumble had like Triple H versus John Cena. It's why The Undertaker was there. The reports was that he also wanted Yokozuna and the Ultimate Warrior. And that's why there were certain people. That's why um, uh, Tucker Knight was on the show and uh, Mojo Rawley. But uh, what was that other guy's name? Bombay... Baba Bunte or something the like that. The big guy. The big guy. The, yeah. the guy that looked like Yokozuna. And they were like, look, it's Yokozuna, or at least an approximation of him. And Is it Yokozuna? Hey, hey come, come and look at this thing <laughs> over here, uh, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. And that's why he was on the show, because, I mean, he hasn't been seen since. Mm. Uh, I don't even think he's signed or anything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's all a bit pathetic. Yeah. But, you know, money talks. Shawn Michaels has not wrestled since he was retired by The Undertaker all the way back at WrestleMania 27? 26? 26. Because the 25th one was Was the first. first. Yes, Yes, it was was 26. Which is around 2010, I think. That is not a good WrestleMania. That's also the WrestleMania, I think, where it had Triple H versus Sheamus. And you're like, oh, this is where Triple H is going to put over Sheamus and make him a star. And then Triple H won. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. And John Cena won the WWE Championship again. We're like, Oh, cool. And I think that's also one with Brett Vince. Ooh. Oh, and we're like, oh, man, that is a bad WrestleMania. That's rough going. That is rough going. But it had that, I mean, that's The awesome main event. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, Shawn Michaels has stayed true to that, and he hasn't stepped foot, like, done a proper, he's done a few angles here and there. He's special guest refereed, a few NXT matches at live events. He's been kicked in the face by Daniel Bryan. Mm. But this is... This is like a full-on return, and the reason seems to be money. Because money talks. Yeah. Arabian money talks. Like, there's, there's, you know, honouring your retirement stipulation probably doesn't seem as important if, like, people are talking in the realms of millions of dollars, like two, three million dollars for just a couple of matches. Yeah. And Probably just that one match. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to... So the. The speculation is it would be it wouldn't just be a one-off tag match in Saudi Arabia. There'd be other matches after that, just a few. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely, because staying true to your retirement is one thing, but all oh, it would be nice to have a new house. Yes, yeah, and he loves hunting. <laughs> he does love hunting. New hat. He can buy a brand new rifle Hair with that money. That's oh. what I would do. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're with you, Sean. Absolutely, man. Like the when I went to like in uh, ask about like you know hair replacement uh, surgeries and things like that. Oh, they're pricey. Mm. They are expensive. Yeah. Uh, so we we haven't because what I don't want to see is Undertaker Shawn Michaels again. Well, yeah, that's the thing with this. It's like, it's Shawn Michaels' return, but the matches that they're all talking about at the moment are all matches that are like, you know, 20 years old, which is Michaels and Triple H versus Undertaker and Kane. It's all the Al fellas doing their, the old fella thing, which is lovely and it's great. Like a big nostalgia piece, that's great. But what I'd, I personally, and I believe you would like to see as well, is Michaels getting in there with some younger guys, some new guys, some up-and-coming guys, and kind of, like, try and elevate them a little bit. That's what I would like to see from a Shawn Michaels return. Yeah, and, I like, this is it for Shawn Michaels, I think. If, if, he, if he does come back, and if he does build towards this WrestleMania match, that would probably be his last one. So... You, you rather than say, "Hey, we've got another dream, last time ever for sure." This time of Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker, it's that CM Punk argument of, "Well, where are they the next night? Who's that getting over?" Sure, it pops a buy rate for that one show, but really, you could just advertise it's the return of Shawn Michaels, which is big enough in itself. People come back for that. All the fans that have fled. From, from the 90s and noughties and teens, they come back to see Shawn Michaels and they see him wrestle a Nakamura, wrestle a Styles, and like, oh, I might stick around for the next night to see this guy that beat Shawn Michaels. Well, absolutely. Well, Adam Bibolo of the Actually podcast made this point that when The Rock came back uh, in like 2011, I think it was, that was kind of one of the things that said like, oh, maybe I'll check out wrestling again. And it was, yeah, sure, like The Rock's return was cool, but it was CM Punk and The Shield that made him stick around and watch mm. more. And that's why he's now watching wrestling on, you know, regularly. And now he does it as his job. So uh, you, you use these nostalgia acts to kind of bring back those lapsed fans, but you want to keep, you want to use the new guys to make people stick around. Yeah, you want, yeah, you bring them back in and give them something new, not keep them in that old nostalgia loop, which is unfortunately what WWE have done since. Well, like I would say, in the last five five or so years. Yeah. Uh, so we have some, and, and and the other thing is Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. It's not just because they're older. This is eight years since that last match, and you can't top that match. Like, right, what yeah. what would you what could you possibly do that could top those matches? Yeah, Undertaker's a hip replacement in you know. So we have picked ten guys we would like to see in number ten. Shinsuke Nakamura. It was funny when we were creating this list as well because, mm. like, initially we were going to do five, and then we were like, oh, "Actually, I think we it's could probably many. it's too many. We could probably do ten. But uh, it was, uh, there were times when we were right. It was like, I think I would have been really into this match a year ago, but now I'm less into that match. And this is one of those examples. Yeah. Like, if you'd have asked me when Nakamura was in NXT, Shawn Michaels versus Shinsuke Nakamura, I'd be like, "Oh yes, absolutely, yes, please." But now I'm less into Nakamura than I was a year ago. Great Good. way to put over our first choice, Luke. But having said that, when Nakamura wants to turn it on, he yeah. can do. And him and Michaels, I think, is the sort of match that Nakamura would want to turn it on for. Oh, yeah. And just that like, both guys are such good storytellers in the ring. And Nakamura's heel character. Yeah. And, and if Nakamura was the guy to finally retire Shawn Michaels again, that would... Be really good for Nakamura. Yeah, that'd be really um, cool. Number nine is someone that HBK has said himself that he wants to face. There was a rumor last Royal Rumble 
in 2017 where Shawn Michaels might have come like he apparently was asked very heavily by WWE come back for a match against AJ Styles and in interviews since he said well you know me and AJ could have a great match but really I want to work with people who are different to me like a big guy and he said like this is the quote and it always makes me laugh because it comes across a bit weird is oh that's Samoa Joe I could the things I could do with Samoa Joe Ooh, hello hello cheeky but yeah kid but Samoa Joe Shawn Michaels yes please like that would be an awesome awesome match because you have got this kind of like psychotic Samoa Joe versus Mm. the veteran of Shawn Michaels like imagine Michaels doing the pose in the ring this is his return he's doing the pose in the ring and all of a sudden Joe doesn't even have an entrance he just runs out puts him in the clutch that would be awesome stuff that's definitely like a building angle to yeah yeah. and maybe that's the first that that's how it starts yeah uh, there's so much they can do there. Like I think that that's one of the most intriguing builds and stories you can tell, built like leading up to WrestleMania. Like the process of getting Sean to agree to that match. I think Joe could be very good. Yeah, he'd be at, awesome in that in role. You're right. Yeah, but the actual, agree. the actual match itself, it's not just Shawn Michaels versus new Shawn Michaels. We will get onto that though. <laughs> uh, it's Shawn Michaels versus this completely different style of wrestler. Yeah, which. As HBK's, you know, genius pointed out, but he feels he could tell a better story within the ring. Yeah. Number eight, Seth Rollins. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to give any spoilers away. He might be the only member of the Shield that's in this list, mm. but Seth Rollins and, and Shawn Michaels would really, really tear it up. And that that almost feels like that would be one of those. It's the old. It's the old Shawn Michaels versus potentially the new Shawn Michaels. The show stealing. The yeah. show stealing. Exactly. Monday Night yeah. Rollins. Monday Night Rollins versus Mr. WrestleMania. Uh, that'd be awesome. What a build you could do around that. So, of all the guys on this list, spoiler: there's no women. <laughs> we're, we're misogynists here. Uh, I th- I feel like this is the match that would have the most benefit for the younger guy. Yeah. Because this is the most. Seth Rollins is already a made man in WWE, but, and I love Seth Rollins, but I wouldn't say he is on the level of like a John Cena or anyone like that. But beating HBK in a big main like profile match and putting Seth Rollins up there would mm. would do that to yeah, him. Yeah, really, really I would. I think he has, definitely has the most upside and the match could be incredible. Yeah, that'd be absolutely awesome. Yeah, I think that'd be a great pick. Especially because they both got Stompy Burn moves. Down, yeah. oh, tuning up the band. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Lovely stuff. That's right. Yeah, so there's a lot of spots. I mean, Seth Rollins is so smart in his wrestling matches where he can, like, he's got his usual repertoire of se- of sequences, and you just, you have a little riff on that with someone else's move. So one of those moves being interrupted by a super kick. Yeah. Finn Balor's not on this list, by the way. He is he's not. another no. guy like that. That we were like, oh, yeah, Finn Balor, that'd be an awesome match, but... Not feeling Finn at the moment. Yeah, you know, talk about saying creepy things. Just not feeling I'm Finn at the not moment. Feeling Finn, and that like we love Finn, but it's just his placement and presentation on the card. Yeah, uh, it's one of those matches where if Finn was put in that position, we'd be like, yeah, but what's going to happen the next night? <laughs> WWE can't follow through on this stuff. Yeah, number seven. This is in the Samoan Joe. Mood. Samoan Joe. Samoan Joe. <laughs> just describing. Just. <laughs> But not Roman Reigns, who's also Samoan Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Samoa Joe and Samoan, Samoan Joe. 
is Drew McIntyre. Now, I like this one in yeah. particular because Drew, when he was on, I think it was Jericho's podcast, I think he was on Talk Is Jericho, he was talking about how, like, because Michael's is now the final class in NXT. You essentially you go to Michael's mm. class, and that's just before finishing, you... Finishing, The finishing, yeah. yeah. Just before you get your call-ups in the main roster, you work with Shawn Michaels, and he essentially just, like, fine-tunes everything that you've done thus far to make you go up to the main roster and get booked poorly and not get on TV. So that's, like, that's the finishing class of NXT. And McIntyre said that he he learns more in that one class than he has in almost his entire wrestling career because there are moments there are things that Shawn Michaels will just teach you you'd be like oh, I never thought of it that way or I never thought to do something like that and the example he gave was at his takeover match he had with him and Bobby Roode um, it's a great match. Which is a great match. And they do a spot where there's a double down. And apparently they got the call from the back to say, like, it's time to take this home. But Shawn Michaels had taught, has, had taught, taught Drew, was just like, I mean, they'll never take the pay-per-view off the year before you're finished. And so... Like, <laughs> that is, that's 90s Michaels. <laughs> isn't it just, but the other point that he made was that, like, if you got the crowd whipped up into a frenzy, the longer you stay down, the, the more frenzied the crowd gets. So when the referee came over to Drew and Bobby and said, like, it's time to get up and go to the finish, he was like, nope, we're staying down here a bit longer. And the crowd did get more ramped up. And Drew was like, it made the finish of the match so much better. Yeah, that, well, that's that, what a perfect example of ring psychology. Yeah. If, like, if people are like, what does ring psychology mean? And it, it does have, like, quite a few different interpretations. But for me, it's that crowd manipulation where you are using stuff that you're doing in the ring to manipulate yeah. the crowd essentially exactly the honky tonk man I mean he, it was a shoot interview he did with Raven and the thing he was talking about like crowd reactions and things like that and he was like oh, my, one of my favourite things to do is just to lock in a headlock because the crowd will just start chanting boring at you and at least they're chanting something and if the crowd start chanting boring at me do you know what I do just lock it a little bit tighter <laughs> <laughs> just get that deep headlock just get a deep headlock in uh, yeah so Drew is He's he's more appealing to me than a Samoa Joe, weirdly, for that big man versus small man. It's almost that diesel dynamic. Yeah, really, well, that's isn't it? what it's playing off of. Yeah, and I just I just got this visual of Sean looking up and Drew not even bring, not even craning his neck to look yeah. down, but just with his eyes. Yeah, just that that face off it gives me shivers. And like Sean would be the perfect guy as well because he would just sort of walk up, realize he's just staring at his chest, and then do the slow oh. look up and realize what a mountain he's against. Yeah. Uh, number six on Vlade Cianalmas. This would be an amazing match. We this were, would be so good. Yeah, we were just looking through the um, like the the rosters to see if we've missed anyone, and I just went oh, Almas, and you went oh yeah, <laughs> and we both like oh my god, this is a great idea. Yeah, it's um, I don't really know how you would tell this story to get Sean to agree. Well, we, where you got um, Seth. Like we were talking about how like it would be Monday Night Rollins versus Mr. WrestleMania of just like, you know, let's let's steal the show together. Mm. I always want to steal the show. You always stole the show. Here it almost feels like you've got Selena Vega to do this, of being like, you were Mr. WrestleMania, but there's a new Mr. WrestleMania in town, and his name is Andrade Cien Almas. He is El Idolo. And like, you know, you'd go use Vega to be like, you you're the past, he's the future. Yeah. Yeah. This this would be a, a star making performance for Almas. And they'd yeah. have a great match. Yeah, they really would. Uh and it's just uh the only problem with this one is it would get but whereas Seth Rollins, it would catapult him to almost a mortal status, this would just put Andrade in the main event mix, I feel. Yeah. Well, uh, good. <laughs> well, yeah, good, good. Uh, it would be the start of something rather than the proper culmination. Yeah. Number five is my, like, 
I think this would have more upside yep, though than it ours, really really would is just Alistair Black oh man so, the switching music versus Black Mass and that's what you tell that's the story yeah the two kicks uh yeah, I, like who's got the I don't know who's got the strongest. And like I don't not know only that, about like Shawn Michaels is all about the show. You know, it's the showboating, it's the dancing, it's the posing and everything. Alistair Black is all about I am stoic, I am calm, I am sitting in the ring. I'm not about showing off. Mm. I'm just about kicking your face in. And any of these NXT guys, you can just kind of make up a story that Shawn has been training them, and maybe you even bring them up with Shawn as a manager for Black and. Then it just becomes a slow story of the the student saying, "I'm better than you, teacher. Now I will prove it." Mm. And Sean's like, "I'm doing this again." And you, you, yeah. you build it like that. I'm not sure I could get into a Sean Al- uh, Sean Alistair Black partnering. I know what you mean, but yeah. You, but uh, yeah, I see what you're so getting. Some at. kind of thing yeah. where, uh, yeah, Michaels helped yeah. him out in NXT. You think you taught me something, but actually, I knew more than you already. Yeah. You never did. And and that would be like that would be a great way to debut Black. Yeah. Uh, we, we you know what would be a really great way the Ministry of Darkness? That would be a really great oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at a lot of NXT people, um, like like Matt Riddle and stuff like that. But it just oh, didn't, that just doesn't feel like it clicks as nicely oh, as Black Sean for some and reason. Keith Lee. Now, Keith Lee would... He's, yeah, but you want like that mountain of a man type thing. Uh, like, I think he's a, he's, he's a different kind of mountain. He is, a, he is one heck of a mountain, yeah, yeah, is, I, is Keith. No, nothing against Keith Lee, but... For some reason, Shawn Michaels versus Keith Lee isn't exciting to me as oh, really? Shawn Michaels, Drew McIntyre. Hmm. Yeah, I can see, I see what you mean. Yeah. Although I do think the idea of Keith Lee versus Shawn Michaels, because like Keith Lee is incredibly charismatic, and if there's one thing that Shawn Michaels is, it's incredibly charismatic. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's, yeah. No, that's fair enough. It's not as appealing. But let's let's, let's, let's go on to number four. So, talking of the potential of a student and teacher dynamic, number four. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, absolutely. And you got so much history there. Like Daniel Bryan was, he was taught, I'm doing a big bird of commas for, um, or you know, speech marks for podcast listeners, take a drink, because he did go to Shawn Michaels' training school, but he wasn't really taught by Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels wasn't in a good place at the time. However, you don't have to tell that version of no. events. You just tell the story, Shawn Michaels taught me how to wrestle. Brilliant, lovely yeah. stuff. You've got footage you can use of that. You've got pictures of Daniel Bryan in Shawn Michaels' like you know academy T-shirt and things like that. And you can tell all these stories about how Daniel Bryan took all those lessons and he took them around the world. And now he wants to prove that he is better than his teacher. Yeah, and there's that there's so much, so many other bits you can talk about. They've had run-ins in the past since Michaels has been retired. Didn't. He, Brian, kicked, he kicked him in the face. Brian kicked him in, in the face. In an angle with CM Punk, yeah. Yeah, there's like the, the Triple H relationship with HBK, and you can play off Daniel Bryan's tension with him yep. around all this. Uh, but, but the question is, though, how do you get Brie Bella involved? Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to... Mm. Yeah, Stephanie can tag all <laughs> HBK. Yeah. Uh, I think that... And it'd just be... That would be such a, a, a good match. I mean, all of these are great in-ring matches, but this... Both guys are so beloved by the fans. There would be an extra layer of emotion. And it would be similar to Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your moment, I know. I almost picture it as well of, like, that moment where Michaels is in the ring and he's sort of kind of promo and people are chanting one more match. Daniel Bryan's music hits. The crowd oh. get whipped under front and he just walked down and you essentially do the Rock Hogan... Yes. ...stare off and you just let, you let the crowd tell the oh, story yes. for you. What a moment that would be. Speaking of The Rock, segue number three, 
The Rock. So this one was my suggestion. I know we started off this list saying like younger guys putting people over yada yada yada, but I think <laughs> if in terms of doing dream matches that have never happened before, you know, at least in the wider context of things, they might have done been on house shows and things like that but never on pay-per-view, never on TV. And two guys whose paths did sort of cross, they never really crossed at the right times. When Michaels was on top, Rocky was coming up, so that was never the right time. And then when The Rock was on top, Michaels wasn't there. And then when Michaels returned, Rock was on his way out. So they've never really had that moment. The only moment, the closest they came was at Judgment Day 2000, when Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee in Rock's Iron Man match against Triple H. And it was, it's always been that. What a dream match that would have been. The Rock versus Shawn Michaels. And I believe they're over their tension now. I believe so, yeah. uh, the story is uh, Rock's mother or grandmother was promoting, she got a wrestling promotion, booked Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was a dick. Surprise, surprise, <clears throat> back in those days. Yeah. And Rocky well, you never forgave him, essentially. This was in the early early 90s, maybe late 80s. Uh, so, so, yeah, they've always had a bit of beef around that, but... They seem to. Shawn Michaels is a completely different person now, by yeah. all accounts. But yeah, I, it's. Uh, and you want to talk about something that could, like, you know, put two names up onto a poster to try and bring back those lapsed fans? Or Bo- try and. Or box tr- office. Yeah, exactly. Box office. Or try and bring in those people who like the rock in films and want to see what he could do as a wrestler. Yeah, and it gets rock away from Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tri- triple threat. Put Roman in there. They can both. They can both raise his hands, hands at, the the end. at the end. It's um, like killing two birds with one stone. Number two, AJ Styles. Now, this we talked about how this was almost like rumoured at one point. There was that poster of... Was it the Rumble this year? Because that was the one in Texas. Uh, kind of, yeah, so, so that would have been two years ago, wouldn't it? It was the record-breaking one. Was it the record? It was a, it was a Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble in the last I, two years. I thought it was the Rumble this year. This mm. is when the, these rumours were coming round. And there was that poster. It was like a fake poster or a fan poster of Shawn, Michael, Shawn Michaels on one side and AJ Styles on the other side. And I remember seeing that poster being like, oh, I'd want to see that match. Like, that's the, like, just that poster, I was like, yeah, I want to see that. I really, really want to see that match. And AJ tweeted it out. And, yep. you know, there was... The, the, both guys were doing interviews. And that's when Shawn said, you know, I would love to wrestle AJ Styles, but... Samoa Joe's the things Samoa and I Joe. can do. Yeah, Samoa and Joe. Uh, yeah, the, the the parallels are. It's the match on paper is fantastic. It's Mr. WWE versus Mr. TNA. Yeah, this is the house I built. Yeah, uh, there's so many ways you can go with this. Yeah, it'll it'll be great. There's not really much more to say apart from AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels. The only issue and why it's not at number one really, and it's kind of the same with Samoa Joe or Nakamura, is because they're all either late 30s, 40s. And as great as the Passing of the Torch is, AJ said himself he's only really got three more years max as a full-time performer. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give that... uh, Yeah. Do you want to give the Michaels win to him, who's only going to be around a bit and then become a part-timer himself, presumably? Or... And number one pick... Before we go into that, oh. if, but if you're watching this on YouTube and you're wondering why the lighting has just drastically changed, it's because the sun's just gone in behind a big cloud, I'd imagine, in our yeah. skylight. And so it doesn't look like we're in the middle of a nuclear blast at the moment. Mm. But anyway, number one. And number one is Adam Cole. Baby. And this is the sort of thing, like, you can do the parallels between 
Adam Cole as the leader of the Undisputed Era and Shawn Michaels as the leader of DX. The group, and again, this is WWE revisionist history, so they can easily do these sorts of things. The group that revolutionized the Attitude Era, the group that started the Attitude Era, but now they want to make it undisputed. Like, we're going to make this the Undisputed Era. There's so many easy ways you can do these sorts of things. And yeah, Adam Cole versus Shawn Michaels. Like, what what an amazing parallel. It's like mirror images. Mm. It's, it'll be so good. And that, it's that DX Undisputed Era. You could almost base the WrestleMania card of Roderick Strong versus Triple H. I'm oh. sure, like, Triple mm. H would love that as an NXT guy yep. passing a torch. And, you know, he, by all accounts, like, loves Roddy. And then you could have Bobby Fish and Carlo Riley. Versus New Age Outlaws. Yeah, New Age Outlaws or a combination. Or Road Dog and X Pac mm, if they still mm. don't like Billy Gunn. Yeah, so, and and of course, Undisputed Era win everything. Probably Triple H wins his one. Uh, <laughs> well, they've got to have one. They've got to get their heat some way. Yeah, and you know, you could, the stories you can tell building up to it of the Undisputed Era taking out DX and yeah. DX will, you know, they're so beloved by the fans because of the way they're presented that you can give undisputed some real serious heat there this could be like a nexus invading force cross brands as Laurie always says it should be yep. uh, and at the end of it you you make you, you can you only have to debut Adam Cole a few months before maybe even a month before and he'll be over in a couple of weeks with his baby yeah absolutely I mean it's a to me that's a Royal Rumble debut where they just run rough shots he's already debuted at the Royal Rumble Good point. <laughs> a proper sticking around Royal yeah, Rumble. Absolutely, yeah. Where he's the only entry, but his cronies are eliminating people on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. But then a DX stare off in Oh, the... mate. Yes, please. Lovely stuff. Yeah, Adam Cole is definitely my number one pick. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's time for some crap gimmicks. Now, if you're wondering what the heckins is a crap gimmick, crap gimmick is a section that we do here every single Saturday on the Wrestle Rumble where you, the SWAF Nation, submit to us your crap gimmick submissions and we then decide as the bookers of crap gimmick wrestling if we want to sign them. We actually had an official signing of a crap gimmick at Wrestling MediaCon where Real Dan's Dan, one of our pledgehammers, presented us with a contract for us to sign, which I thought was a really nice touch, actually. I thought it was mm. really cute. Um, if you're wondering what's a crap gimmick, though, what we like to do is the, the 90s WWF way of you are a wrestler and a blank, or you can go very abstract with it and just come up with really odd wrestling characters. And actually, I'll be honest, those are the ones that tend to get more over with us. Yeah, really liked last week's new signee, the veterinarian. Yes. A uh, a large-breasted lady dressed as a vet who comes out and says, do you want to see my puppies? And everyone's like, yeah. And then she brings out literal cute puppies. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, that's actually okay. Yeah. We're not that disappointed. But she doesn't wrestle. She just goes yeah. out. She, she just exits afterwards. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've had loads of characters like that. So, would you like this week's crap gimmick submission? Okay, lay them on me. If you want to send us a submission, it's luke at wrestletalk.com. That email one more time, luke at wrestletalk.com. We are currently now at the start of July in terms of where we are, in terms of the submissions that we're getting through. So, still got a lot to get through here. Uh, this one comes in from Mario, sent to us on July 7th. Hello, Ollie and Luke. This is Mario from Tampa, Florida, and I am writing to submit my crap gimmick. I've, I've, one of my best friends is called Mario. So he's already on good foots with you. Yes. Good uh, foots? That's the saying. Just because his name Mario isn't enough, his middle names are Luigi Vincenzo. Never <laughs> <laughs> told you my mate's uh, middle name. What is it? Well, he was getting married to uh, his lady partner, mm. as often people do, and she was changing, uh, he was adding her surname onto his. Because she was double barreled. Well, yeah, because she was going to be like the last lady in her lineage and she wanted to continue on the family name. So he was Lee Michael Alp. So he was taking it to Lee Michael Alp Casey, which is her surname. And that was when he realized that he could also change his middle name. And so he changed his name to Lee Michael Bruce Campbell Lucha Burt Reynolds Alp Casey. Fantastic. And he was the only person at the wedding that got it wrong when you have to read things out. Got things in the wrong order. But anyway, yes, that's my friend. Um, Okay, so back to Mario. Many heels in wrestling try to get heat by bad-mouthing the city they are performing in. My crap gimmick does the opposite. May I introduce you, the suck-up. The suck-up goes into each each arena wearing jerseys and gear from the city's local pro college's teams. If it's a really small town, he's not above shilling for the local high school team. He claims to be a lifelong fan, but throws out incorrect stats and figures to make the crowd mad. He says passive-aggressive lines like, I'm glad I had this team to root for to make this god-awful town a little less dreadful. Uh His in-ring repertoire consists of poorly executed soccer, basketball, American football moves. When he wins, he puts on goggles and pops champagne or apple juice, whichever gets you less drunk. I'm not sure if that's a genuine question, um, because it would be apple juice. Uh, And he runs around the ring like he's won a championship. When he loses, he pouts and claims he was never a fan of the team or city anyway. Uh, Thanks for your time. Enjoy the podcast on my long drives home. Also, FYI, my six-year-old daughter finds your British accent highly amusing. It's from Mario in Tampa, Florida. 
we do seem to be over with under 10 year olds <laughs> who just like to to watch us yeah. well we got told by someone at a wrestling media con they came up to, to let me know that when he's giving his three-year-old daughter her bath time when they're drying she says can i watch the funny video mm. and the funny video is you doing nia Jax's entrance music dressed up as wonder Ollie and things like that and that has led her to become a wrestling fan she now watches wrestling and really likes ronda rousey and she wants to be a wrestler i i cannot be held responsible for how your kid psychologically wise grows up <laughs> if if uh if, you know, if they think that's that is normal, each to their own. But when that three-year-old grows up and she does get signed by WWE, you'll be part of the story that they tell. <laughs> and then they'll, like, the WWE 24. Exactly, yeah, and they'll interview you yeah. 30 years from now. They'll rewrite history. <laughs> they'll just focus on Ronda they'll Rousey. They'll say it was Stephanie McMahon <laughs> who got her into the wrestling biz. Stephanie McMahon did a video where she sang Nia Jax's entrance theme. Okay, so Mario, the suck-up, I do like it. I... The bit I don't like is that he... So what was the line? It was, it was the in-ring repertoire consists of poorly executed soccer, basketball and American football moves. That's the only bit I don't like about this gimmick. Because it doesn't have to be just sports. I thought this is... You can He's a make heel. it about anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's the... I'm, I'm glad I had this team to root for to make this god-awful town a little less dreadful. Like that's, But that's not a suck-up anymore. I really like the idea of him saying, Hey, man, I l like say just to say London. I love London, yeah. and yeah, yeah, your little accents, <laughs> and then just does a, a Liverpudlian <laughs> accent. So stuff that's wrong, but he's trying. Yeah, but everyone boos him anyway. Yeah, that's that's where I like this gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Ra rather than just a setup for the normal cheap heat. Yeah, 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 going for cheap heat, but it's not cheap heat. I like that. So I'm I'm a fan of the suck up with that slight amendment there. So our next one comes in from George McCall, also sent to us on July 7th. And this is quite a long one, so do bear with me. Hi, Luke, not Ollie. Hope your day is treating you well. My idea is for a wrestler and a member of the commentary team who is connected to him. Hope you enjoy it. The, ne the wrestler is named Les the Ragnarok, and he is essentially Brock Lesnar, except dialed up to 11. In the build-up to his debut... Brock. <laughs> In the build-up to his debut video packages, they would hype him up by giving facts about his tough guy background. How despite being 7 foot tall and nearly 300 pounds, he moves like a cruiserweight. How he once accidentally ate his mother while trying to breastfeed him. How he doesn't reside in Suplex City, he suplexes actual cities. How his every meal consists of live sharks and meteorites, etc, etc. <laughs> Long story short, he is built up to be the kind of person who would never lose a wrestling match in a million years. That if it's not for my second suggestion. Oh no. My second suggestion is named Gary Gamerton, and he should you sign him, is a member of the crap gimmick commentary team. One day while exploring a GameStop, that's a, a, a video game shop in America, he was exploring a game shop built on an ancient Indian burial ground and he came across an enchanted video game controller that allows him to take control of anyone as if they were a character in a video game. So of course he decided to use the power in the only way he would to ensure his favourite wrestler never loses a match. His favourite wrestler is of course Les the Ragnarok. But when it comes time for one of his matches, Gary takes out of the controller and the Titan Tron shows a fighting game character video screen that portrays everyone from the crap gimmick roster and he always suggests selects the Ragnarok. Normally, the Ragnarok's entrance features him doing lots of theatrics and crowd interaction, but Gary gets impatient and presses the skip button, causing the music to stop and Ragnarok to quit whatever he's doing and instantly sprint to the ring. As you can probably guess, left to his own devices, the Ragnarok could easily be one, if not the top guy in the company, 
but unfortunately for him, Gary Gamerton is really bad at video games and he only knows the controls for one attack, the standard punch. As such, Ragnarok loses every single match in stupid ways. For example, his opponent may throw him out of the ring and Gary doesn't know the button to climb back in, so Les will just walk around the ring apron, punching the bottom rope and sometimes the directional button will get jammed and Ragnarok will just keep walking in a circle while his opponent wails on him or his opponent gets the three count after every pin, no matter how early in the match because Gary doesn't know which button kicks out, turning a potential main eventer into nothing more than the most intimidating looking comedy jobber of all time. Gary of course will never take responsibility for any of this and will instead use typical score, uh, sore loser gaming excuses like laggy internet connections or his opponent using Game Shark, which is, I think is probably it sounds a bit like Game Genie if I was to go back in the day. So I love Ragnarok or whatever Ra- it's Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I love Ragnarok. I love the meteor meteorites for breakfast. Uh, I loved it up until he's bad at games. And up until and including ancient Indian burial ground. I thought that's that's all. I love that. That, that. But that was all set up, you know. That was all like lost episode one. <laughs> yeah. What does all this mean? And I feel like the payoff just. It went a bit contrived. I, that's where I think it falls down a little yeah. bit. It's such a good idea. You were so close to it. And then it all sort of fell apart at the seams. I don't really know how to fix it. There's just too... It's just too much going on. Mm. Like, I I really like Ragnarok. And he, the, the, he's built up like this, but he's so big he can't humanly wrestle, maybe. Yeah. And he's just a bad wrestler. And they have to work around his lack of skill. Uh... That's the only way I can think to to make, but yeah, Gary Gamerton is yeah is fun, but yeah, just be it's it's a shame because that's very very creative and I I like the idea, but it's just yeah, it's sort it's, of it's missing the last something. half of it just doesn't fulfil the promise. Mm. Mm. Like Batman v Superman. Yeah, well, that didn't really have a good first half either. No, that's just not fulfilling promise on <laughs> all levels. Well, the title was the promise. Yes, I suppose so. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got one but more. But even that, like it was V. It wasn't versus. Dawn <laughs> of Justice. I was already annoyed. <laughs> well, I've got one more for you. Okay. And I feel like I might have set up set later. I think I might have saved the best for last. So I'm actually I'm going slightly back in time here because this one comes from Robert Beams on July 4th. Fan of the podcast slash YouTube channel, I'll keep it short to the point. You will immediately spot that I have thought of the name first and worked backwards from there. This is a good way to make things. My gimmick is as follows. Jim Cornetto. A bitter ice cream peddler who represents modern developments within the ice cream industry, proliferation of options, competition from supermarkets, not safe for kids on the streets today, kids are all inside playing video games, which he (laughs) believes are, quote, killing the business for an old-fashioned van-based ice cream man everywhere. His entrance music would naturally be old-timey ice cream van music, which starts off quiet and gets louder as he arrives. Excited young children from the local town will gather around the ramp, coins in hand, expecting to purchase ice cream, but Cornetto just walks past them. He's an old-fashioned heel who keeps kayfabe alive and would never do such a thing as cheer up children upset by his act. His finish is the 99, an Irish whippy into the corner mm. to set up the flake, a spear against the ring post. His heel promos were almost entirely directed at the venue's concession stand for their role <laughs> in killing the business, a business that he loves. Reoccurring obsessions are that he loves the ice cream business more than the audience does and that it would 
<clears throat> and it would have to be his way for silly S-word ice cream vendors would go and run out of town and sensible promoters would refuse to work with them. Thanks for you, thank you for all the good work you and Ollie, spelled incorrectly, do every week. Best, Rob. That's awesome. Do, do, do Americans have Cornettos? Um, oh, was this something that Edgar Wright talked about when they were doing the Cornetto trilogy in, Ameri- in America mm. um, to announce James-ism? Um, yeah, that he's like, they don't really understand what Cornetto is. Yeah, so Cornettos are just a brand of I- like prepackaged ice cream. Yes. Like an uh, I- yeah, like, yeah, it's an ice cream thing. Yeah, and a 99 is an ice cream also. You've got a big whip, and, you you have a, a it's, and that's because it's Mr. Whippy, and then you get a flake yeah, in there yeah, as well. Yeah. Just to clarify that for American listeners. This is great. <laughs> uh, I really, really like it. I d- there's not much I can say to, to improve it. No, I was going to say, I really, really like yeah, Jim Cornetto. Yeah. It's funny because especially, he doesn't describe it, but you can see him looking like a certain person who has a similar sounding name. Mm. Yeah, sign Cornetto. And if you want to send us any questions, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon, where you get access to loads of exclusive podcast content, like us reviewing old pay-per-views that are suggested by you. Ramble Club, where we talk about our favourite matches of the month, and the, well, we just posted up this month's Ramble Club for uh, for August, and it's three hours long of us talking about. So really, three hours wow. long, yeah, including the the post credits. Only five matches we talk. About. <laughs> so you get a lot for your bucks, uh, and. Also, you get to send in questions to our mailbag via our awesome Patreon community. Our first one from Eden. It's S-C-H, so yeah. Uh, what is your favorite wrestler of all time? Mine is personally Seth Rollins. As WWE have recognized him as an amazing wrestler, he got me back into it. My favorite moment is when he pinned Jericho and RKO in uh, and RKO and Kevin Owens in the same match, and the Gauntlet match also, uh, and also the Triple H fight. Gauntlet so was, match was great. This yeah, year. there was a little punctuation in that. Uh, yeah, that Triple H match at WrestleMania, it just it it went too long. It didn't work for me. It was like it 40 minutes and it needed to be 20. Yeah, but to answer the question, uh, Kurt Angle for me. Yeah, we get, we get asked this a lot. Whenever we do like that, we're going to answer questions in the videos for like the first 15 minutes. Always get the who's your favorite wrestler and it's uh, it's Raven. Raven is my all-time favorite wrestler because he when I was getting into wrestling, no one really looked like me. And then Raven came on. I was like, that guy looks like me. He dresses like me. He I had long hair. And I was like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. I want to be Raven. Same. Like, uh, I, I felt like I was finally being represented on screen when the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle yeah. finally debuted in WWE. Yeah. 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 Cool. Ryan Sanderson asks, with people like Drew McIntyre or EC3 being released and coming back years later after a run on the indie circuit, now you laughed when you read that first time round because you were like, well, you mean TNA? Yeah. EC3. Like, it, you can say... Impact now, but when AC3 was in TNA, that was like they were still on Spike. Yeah, they weren't at that were point. They not? I think they were at that point. Oh, they might have been actually. They were, yeah. They, they were. were on, they were on Spike longer than I think. Dixie Carter stuff and uh, yeah, uh, just just for a bit, but EC. Oh, I that's say, right. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't say EC3 went to the Indies. Yes, he might, he might have done a couple of matches for Evolve, mm. but he was very much uh, a TNA Impact guy. Uh, anyway, who from WWE or NXT do you think could leave and come back a bigger star than when they left? Personally, I think Zack Ryder could benefit from a run elsewhere, given he is still relatively young. Is he? Uh, can connect with the fans based on his history and is a pretty solid wrestler. That's from Ryan Sanderson. Do you remember what Cody Rhodes said of all the WWE guys, if he could have on All In, who yeah, would go for? Yeah, Zack. Zack Ryder, because he is one of the trailblazers in the whole internet 
fandom of wrestling. Really, really was. Yeah, and it, like, I, that was my first experience of being truly frustrated as a fan. Mm. When Zack Ryder had his YouTube show and everyone was so into Zack. And every week you would watch and there were people chanting for Ryder, Let's Go Zack. All of these chants, everyone was so into woo, woo, woo. And WWE would just put their fingers in their ears and were like, nope, not pushing him. Not yeah. pushing him. They booked shows in his home area and just wouldn't book him on the show purposefully because they were like, you got yourself over and that's a bad thing. And it really is, it, it was a bad time for WWE in terms of like, we're not listening to the fans oh, here. Yeah. And they would do things like a surprise opponent for someone and everyone would be like, right, uh, right. And they would just bring out Dolph Ziggler to ruin everyone's fun. Like yeah. they, they thought it was funny, I guess. But yeah, so I, I agree with you on that one. Very short-sighted. Yeah, I very short-sighted. I think um, uh, Daniel Bryan, not that he needs to recharge things, but it'd be great to see him on the end. But Chad Gable is probably the... I know he's got the... This has changed in, in like the last two weeks because he's now with Bobby Roode and who knows where that might go. But I think Gable could really become a journeyman. Yeah. But I think Gable's a good option. Sorry to cut you off. I think mm. Gable's a good option um, because... He is never going to be pushed as a main eventer at the moment. Even you know how this thing with Bobby Roode goes, he'll never be positioned as an upper mid card main event guy. But if he did go onto the indie circuit and kind of like get these sort of main event things with Evolve, with Rev Pro, anywhere around the world, really with ICW, things like this, that would then he would come back to NXT as a top guy, and then would probably get pushed into WWE as a top guy. I mean, he's short, which will always go against him, but he'll have that reputation. So I think yeah. I think you're right. Actually, that that's probably the best option you could probably come up with. You not got another one? Um, rest off my pick. I could rest off your pick. I mean, like, I, I don't want to say Dolph Ziggler. I think that's kind of an obvious thing. Like we we always yeah. said that Dolph Ziggler could go to the Indies and have a really good character refresh and then come back in a couple of years. Oh yeah. But um, and I wonder if that would actually reignite my interest in Dolph Ziggler, which I'll be honest is usually very little to, mm. at, at best. Um, but is there anyone else on the main roster that I think could really benefit from? going and coming back I mean, Bobby Roode do you think he's sort of stuck or even like Balor really like Balor's sort of stuck in this role at the moment that if he left and became a bigger star elsewhere and then came back in a couple of years they'd be like oh no yeah right sorry he is a big star so people like Balor he already he was a big star when he went to yeah. WWE so but Chad Gable was kind of yeah that's why you want to pick someone made. who's at the yeah. low and that's why it's that's why Drew's such a good option when he you know in, in Ryan's email because Drew was at the bottom of the totem pole when he left mm. and then le and then became a massive star elsewhere which is yeah. yeah which is why it's such a great shout I mean Cody's doing it now yeah uh, but maybe he doesn't have to go back to WWE absolutely not doesn't need to anymore Jared Conister asks since how many of the matches have been announced for the latter two what will end up being the better show Hell in a Cell Super Showdown or Evolution it's a good question because we we just did our prediction show uh, for Helena Cell, and we were quite optimistic about the card. Uh, the stories are a bit skew-if, but the actual in-ring talent and the matchups could be really good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say that one. I think Evolution is going to be a fun show because so many there's going to be so many returns and just the the novelty of it. But I think it's not my it's not going to be my kind of wrestling show. Mm. Okay, interesting. Because. The wrestling because you hate women. Yeah, there's that. That's a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's because you're bringing back a lot of legends. There's going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like for the some Royal of those. Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like more than half of it was nostalgia acts. Yeah, like the women's Royal Rumble was fun, uh, but I wouldn't like the men's Royal Rumble was really well booked and had great wrestling and. I, I really like this year's Men's Royal Rumble. I thought it was one of the better rumbles. Yeah, it's, yeah, be, yeah. it's probably the best rumble in ten years or so. Uh, yeah, I would I would agree as a, as a match. Um, 
but beyond oh look i recognize that person that person i, I wasn't really that into to the women's one so and i this is the first time i i want them to knock it out of the park but uh yeah i'm just out of the three i don't think it's gonna be the best one and super showdown's gonna be kind of like greatest royal rumble that's, a bit of a house yeah, show that's what i was gonna with say some big big time matches yeah I, I think it will end up being a bit like a house show but having said that house shows are usually a lot of fun um but it'll probably be more fun than greatest royal rumble was i would imagine i'm actually kind of looking forward to triple h versus undertaker because the build they're doing for it is is really good yeah, at the yeah. moment and i think that the the shield versus um mac and dolphman should be or the dogs of war whatever you want to call them should be a lot of fun uh you've got the six man uh the six woman tag as well and i think there'll be some good stuff on there but you're right it will feel like a it'll be a too long house show with mm. no intermission yeah and hell in a cell i think will be a good show because you've got it's almost impossible not to have a good show with those stars but WWE approved us wrong in the past. Backlash 2018 is a great example of that. Well, it's just the, the way they do the finishes. Yes, can that's it, yeah. Very frustrated. Very frustrated. But I'm going to slightly disagree with you with on evolution. Mm. Because while I do think that some of it is going to be smoke and mirrors, particularly like with legends coming back to fight new stars like, you know, Trish Stratus and Alexa Bliss. And then the other match they've got announced is Mickey James and Lita, which I'm sure will be a nice sort of nostalgia match. I really would have preferred if it was Mickey and Trish. Yeah, that'd be, yeah that'd that be makes match, a lot that, more sense. That'd be the match yeah. I would have booked. Um... I think things like the, I, I think that everyone backstage is going to have this mindset of just like, this is very much a gimmick thing. We are doing this because WWE want to have this mentality that we are, you know, this is a women's evolution, blah, 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 blah. It's all media. It's all PR. But they're also going to have this mentality of, I want to have the best match of the night. Mm. I want to steal the show. I want everyone to be talking about this pay-per-view. I want everyone to be talking about the wrestling that was on this pay-per-view. And things like the NXT stars, it'll be, you know, for the NXT women, it might be the biggest, you know, spotlight. NXT UK in particular, that's going to be like the biggest spotlight they might have in the company at the, up until this point. So they're really going to want to try and showcase themselves. It's a bit like when we were at MediaCon, the, uh, the UK guys who'd never wrestled for Impact before, their mentality was like, I want to show to Impact what I can do. And hopefully then I can get some work with them and get some more exposure and kind of like put my brand out there. Yeah, so, I, well, I, so I wonder if that's going to be the same thing with Evolution. So I'm actually, I'm quite looking forward to the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, I, for me at the moment, I, I feel like it's going to be... Gimmicky. Mainly gimmicky. Yes. Yeah. That'll be fun, but... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you could tell there, but I really struggled with how to end. I almost went into, I'm closing out the show. And I knew it was like, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next time. But I was like, no, no, no. I need to kick it into the show yes. and then record the outro. I don't know yeah. if that came across, but I, I flustered a little bit. It's really helpful for podcast listeners when they... Because the, we're, we're experiencing the intro and outro back to back. But <laughs> you're saying that to people... Who have just had like a 45 minute chunk of other stuff in between. Absolutely. Unless you're an after swafter. That's what I mean, man. They exist. That was was made directly for them. Hey, speaking of stuff like that, uh, Discord. We're promoting it again because we think we we might have the structure in place thanks to an excellent team of mods. Oh, thank thank everything for them. Thank mod. Yeah, thank mod for them because when we last did this, it just fell apart. Like, uh, all of a sudden, 
loads of people showed up. We didn't know how to manage it. I, just, I logged onto Discord, and all of a sudden it was like, there are 500 messages you've not read. And I'm like, do I have to read them? What do I do? And there were people that were messaging me, people posting up pictures of toilets and stuff within the toilet, hmm. and it all got a little bit gross and disgusting. And then a generous man stepped forward and was like, you do realize you're doing this very badly. Let's call him Doc. We'll call him yeah. Doc. And he, he said to us, like, you're doing a terrible job at this. And we were like, yep. Save us. He did it a nice in a nice way. No, nope, yeah. I'm pretty sure those were his exact words. Yeah, yeah. You guys are idiots. <laughs> you're massive idiot holes. You're yeah. in over your heads, and you're full of idiots. That, that, and we are. We, yeah, we, we are. Much are. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. I didn't even Not heard just in Discord. No, I hadn't even heard of Discord up until this point. So he's kind of like restructured it, made it much more user friendly, and now we do have this team of mods there. And then we've had like a really good mix of about like sort of 300 people within the Discord that kind of came over from the old one, and then. You put the shout out on the the Wrestle Talk news to let everyone know that the new version was now available for it's out of beta testing, I suppose you could say, for people to come and see. And yeah, there was a massive influx of about a thousand people within the first hour, mm. and I was again inundated with messages. But it felt so much more manageable oh, this time. Yeah, I was just being nice. I was speaking to people, well, apart from that one guy who doesn't like me. But I was speaking to people, and it was lovely. Yes. So thank you to Doc. Thank you to. Chief Mods, Ewan, and the Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Yep. Real Dan's Dan. Always the Bridesmaid, Dan. Never the mod. Never the Chief Mod. Oh, and his new nickname, which we decided over the weekend. Madan! 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 Ewan, you need some more nicknames, mate. Well, that's what Ewan's. Ewan, for those of you who might remember, Uh, he was the guy that pretended to be Laurie for a long time. Uh, I think it was a, uh, a a very weird meta commentary on fake characters that you had was a fake it? person being a fake person. Was it though? I yeah. <laughs> but again, <laughs> it all worked out for for the good. Again, that was mostly our fault because we had not planned, and we really should have set Laurie up on Twitter before that. Yes. Uh, but yes, yeah, that was so like kayfabe commentaries. There, that was us sort of like revisiting our previous storylines and uh, do a shoot interview. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Discord, and thanks to all the junior mods who have joined to help us manage the the large influx. Hopefully, we can make quite a nice chit chatting community. Absolutely. Well, yeah, nice is the word I'm looking for. I don't I don't want it to end up like YouTube. That's what I'm after. No. So I uh, I because I was like. I was looking about how the best way to do the Discord bumper today, mm. because we made it today. It was going to go in the rotation, you know, support Wrestle Talk, something on Discord, and I was like, join us. Really, is the only, but that's Coldaholics thing. Uh, and I was like, what else can we say? And then it just popped into my head. Have a chit chat on <laughs> on Discord. I love it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So yeah, let's make it a nice chit chatty place. Chit chatty place, man. We the just want to get together and we just want to talk about wrestling and things like that. Shoot the Tyler Breeze. Nice. I like that. But don't actually shoot yeah, yeah, the Tyler shoot Breeze. Or shoot the, you know. Exactly. Do you want to quickly talk about yoga before we get out of here? Well, there's not much to say. I went yoga uh, because a yoga place has opened up five minutes from my door. And I haven't been to the gym for two and a half months. And I thought, oh, I'm probably a bit limber, mm-hmm. aren't I? Because I haven't been, you know, the intense squat work that usually goes on in Davis's legs. So I went down to try out yoga. I thought maybe I can get really bendy before I start training for the marathon. That would yes. be a good way. They call it prehab. So you you don't have to rehab injuries. You, mm-hmm. are, you are insulating yourself from stuff going wrong. And... Uh, 
Yoga is a lot more intense than I thought. It went for 90 minutes. Oh, that's long. That's not DDP yoga, mate. It was just me and four women who all looked the same. <laughs> they were all white blonde women. Yep. All the same body shape and height and all called variations on Lily. <laughs> and then there's me. You can me. tell the area you live in. And then there's me. Dressed as Wonder Woman. Completely unprepared with, I thought, I'm not going to go in actual workout gear. I'm going to go in loungewear because <laughs> that sounds like a yoga thing. So I was just wearing like a black T-shirt and uh, jogging bottoms. Sweat through those. I bet you and, did. Like within the first 20 minutes, I sweat through them. And the yoga teacher came round who was, a, who was cool because the thing that puts me off about yoga is all the chakras and, and asanas. Well, asanas are... Just the, the mystical energy stuff, uh, which which is fine when you're coming up with this stuff in 300 BC or 3000 BC, I think it dates back to. Uh, but, you know, we've had science explain a lot of this stuff since. We've had people look inside the human body to show that there are no things. These, these are all just ways to codify ancient knowledge before writing it down. They're buzzwords. Yeah. They're, and, and, they're uh, trailblazing buzzwords. And so the yoga teacher walks around and she's very no-nonsense which I really liked. She was like, no, do that. I was like, I can't move my leg that way. And she went, yes, you can. And she just moved it into the place. I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, see, you can. All right. But, yeah, well, no, it's good. I like that approach to teaching. And in some ways, anyway. But she did a bit where she moved my... She put her finger, really, a really strong, unbendable finger... Where's this, Gary? Shook my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. And she, she just pushed the inside of my knee. So the oh, I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of that. To push it forward. So my knee went over my front toe. And that was a sweaty back of the knee <laughs> that had made the jogging bottom drenched. And her finger went right in there. We both lost. We both lost that correction. Oh, that's gross. But yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was intense. Yeah. Um, I, d I, d I definitely feel... A bit better for it. I'm going to try try and go tomorrow afternoon before Spider Man. Good session. shout, yeah. And then you use Spider Man as the reward. Good, I feel yeah. good about wasting the rest of the day on the couch. Well, I want to get kind of back into yoga. So I was doing DDP yoga for for quite some time. He doesn't call it DDP yoga. No, he anymore. doesn't. But I've got DDP yoga. That's why I'm ah, still calling okay. it that. But what's he calling it now? DDP Y. That's it. Yeah. Because it's not yoga. It's a completely different thing. Saint your mama's yoga. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And like, cause I, you know, because I'm a, I suffer from colitis, it makes my bones very cricky, and I, I've got very bad bones because of it. And I, I could be a good wrestling name. What bad bones? Bad bones. Wasn't that one of the yeah, ones so from uh, Southpaw Wrestling? Yeah, bad bones. Someone. Someone, bad yeah. bones. Joey Janella. <laughs> Like, I can't touch my toes because I'm very inflexible. Uh, when we were doing the dance lesson, she was like, and bend over and touch your toes. I was like, that ain't happening, mate. I can, I can barely get past my knees because I'm really bad. And Fakador's doing the handsprings. Just yeah. calm down, Fakador. <laughs> yes, so uh, I do want to get back into it. So you're kind of inspiring me to hashtag get better. Well, how, well, how about we go it's just down the road from where we are now? And yeah, it's down the road from you, but I live an hour away from you. In the, but right now... Yeah, but it's not right now, is it? But if it... It's six o'clock. We could. It's actually. It's. It started three minutes ago. And I've got to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm saying not now, but <laughs> in the next two weeks before we move to the new studio. Mm. Plus, there's a yoga place next to that. Oh well, that's much more yeah, appealing we can to get me. Very bendy. Yeah, uh, I was going to read out a poetry corner, but I have just realised what the time is, and I do have to go and play Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And uh, Laurie is waiting for me, so let's call it a day there. Thank you very much for listening. I will read out your poetry corner on next week's intro slash outro. Yes, Ollie very Davis. quickly. Go follow us on WrestleTalk underscore TV at 
Twitter. Oh, mate. <laughs> this is why you don't do it. <laughs> at WrestleTalk underscore TV on Twitter because Andy Datsun will be uh, live tweeting Helena Cell tomorrow night. Not tomorrow. Oh, yes, it is tomorrow night. I'm such an idiot. I'm bad at this. But thank you very much for listening. Go find us on Discord. Come see us live at the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th at half past eight, where we'll be screening Beyond the Mat. It's going to be a great, great night. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on Monday. In Oh, no, we won't. We'll s- yes, we will see you on Monday for Hell in a Cell, for the Hell in a Cell recap. Do enjoy that. We'll speak to you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.